TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Hit it. 44-yard attempt from the right hand. Snap by Ferguson. Hold by Martin. Kick by Bass is on the way. And it is no good. No good wide to the right. The kick is unsuccessful. Kansas City will next snap at the 34-yard line. First down. Big time miss by Bass. He struggled a week ago. And so now the Bills uh, get out to go out there on defense, and they only have two timeouts left in this one. They have got to make a stop. And, of course, they did not make that stop. That was Bills radio yesterday after the Tyler Bass wide right field goal. What a game. What a moment. Once again, the Chiefs find themselves, Cody, in a AFC title game six straight years. Of course, this go around, it's going to be on the road. And, and it turned out that Patrick Mahomes, you know, uh, is still pretty damn good on the road, as in he's been better on the oh, road. Oh, he's fine. You know, he didn't turn into a pumpkin. You know, all the, the storyline about what would happen when he turns on, you know, goes on the road, and oh my goodness, now the Bills, you, you hit him in your backyard. Well, wasted opportunity. The Chiefs took advantage of it again, and the Chiefs and Ravens will square off on Sunday. What's going on? Hope everybody's feeling good. How can you not? It's an unbelievable time once again in Kansas City. This, of course, is Cody and Gold. We're with you for the next four hours today, and it's going to be another fun week. It wasn't even a month ago they lost to the Raiders on Christmas Day to ruin your holiday, uh-huh. and you thought, okay, look, it's been a fun run. They keep going to AFC title games. I get it. The Arrowhead Invitational. What a blast. But there was, and I, I do not think you were being honest with yourself, or you were either the biggest homer or used to play for the Chiefs, if you did not at least one time this year question if this was possible, if you didn't ask yourself, like, okay, maybe it's just not in the cards. Not that you said they had no chance. You and I never said that. Not that you thought it was impossible, but that for a brief moment you thought, no, it's not going to happen. And then yet still, here they are in their sixth consecutive AFC title game. And a reminder, the only six seasons that Patrick Mahomes has been a starter for a chance to go to their fourth Super Bowl in six years, to win their fourth AFC crown in yeah. six years, the Lamar Hunt Trophy. It's just a wild time. If you thought people hated the Chiefs before, oh man. Well, this season, I'll present this season as another exhibit to the case here of why people hate the Chiefs. In a year in which Patrick Mahomes and the offense clearly is not the same, still is not the same, in a year that they have wide receivers that are dropping the ball and all this kind of stuff. And a year where they're not a number one or a number two seed, all of that, they happen to have the best defense of the Patrick Mahomes era. And even when they struggled in the first half or so, when it mattered most in the second half, this defense did what they have done all year. And that has come up with stops. And that's exactly what happened. They only gave up what seven points in the second half again 
Like this team gives up seven points, and that's about it every second half over the last five or six weeks. It's been truly remarkable to watch. And yet again, uh, to have this team in this particular spot and position, another week, and we'll have all week to talk Baltimore, but another week in which you already know they're going to be counted out. Another week in which they are officially underdogs again. Love it. Embrace it. Embrace the hate and embrace the spot that we continue to be in here in Kansas City. To me, this isn't even a gambling stat because the Patrick Mahomes straight up record when they're an underdog and his against the spread record when they are underdog is nearly flawless. He's only got three losses in games in which he's actually an underdog. And as you know, gold, one loss and one tie, you know, one draw when it comes to this, it's this game was another perfect encapsulation of what the chiefs have become, what they are in the NFL standards, how awful it must be to be a bills fan and Josh Allen. And look, I still had some people, trying to justify their life. Because I sent out the tweet last night and be like, God, the Bills did this to themselves, right? They traded away the pick that was Patrick. I was like, well, we got Josh Allen the next year. I'm like, how's that working out? Yeah. It's not that and Josh was Allen isn't yeah, he was good. Great. No, but that's not the point. It's that you'd be a fool if they've given the opportunity to just trade straight up with what is a different top five or top 10 quarterback in the NFL. You take Mahomes a thousand times out of a thousand. I think what really blew me away in this game was for an offense that struggled a lot this year, they had the ball about 30 less plays than Buffalo and were more efficient given that limited amount than Buffalo was with 30 more. Yeah, they doubled them up. They, the, the Bills doubled them up play-wise. The Chiefs, of course, had the brutal goal line fumble into the back of the end zone turnover from McCall Hardman. We'll talk more about that later. Yeah. And, and, and all of that, and yet, even in their own backyard they still couldn't overcome the Chiefs. And that was the story we were discussing heading into the game, like everybody, which was, if not this go around, then win, if you're a Bills fan. If you can't beat Mahomes in a year with everything going on for, for this team, and now you get him in your backyard, that was the one thing for years. Well, what happens when they have to come to Buffalo and play in our cold weather and our fans and all of that? Same result, by the way, is the answer to that. Same result, another L. For the Buffalo Bills, another loss for Josh Down in the playoffs to Patrick Mahomes. And, and another near-perfect performance from Patrick Mahomes as yeah. a result of that loss. And then just to put a little more salt in the wound, it had to have also included a wide right field goal. Thank you, Scott Norwood. Oh, that's like, salt in their that, own wounds. The Chiefs don't have anything to do with that, those other ones. No, 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 no. But it, look, and, and we also know that there was still, what, a buck 40 or so on yeah. the clock. So if the field goal's good, it's a tie game, multiple timeouts, a buck 40. I mean, you could have been seeing Patrick Mahomes drive the Chiefs down for their own game-winning field goal. Like, the, the notion, like, the Bills screwed that up the minute they didn't use all the clock to go get a touchdown on that last drive. Yeah. Because that's where it was looking like it was trending for a second, that the Bills were going to milk all the clock, and then they did what the Chiefs are probably guilty of at times as well, which is a little bit of the play-calling arrogance. One thing's working for you, running the ball, and you still decided to throw the ball and have Josh Allen try to win it for you. And that arrogance is what got you at the end as well. I think a little bit, it's like a victim of your own success. The reason why they were able to win six games in the lead up to this is because Ken Dorsey got fired and they were willing to go to the run. They used James Cook. They worked with James Cook. They used Josh Allen's legs more in the postseason, and they worked that offense. But then in the moment, in the clear moment, when Josh Allen could have just thrown the ball eight yards to Stephon Diggs, taking up more clock, giving themselves an easier field goal, et cetera, et cetera. He still instead back foot rocket fired a ball towards the back of the end zone that went incomplete and then try to go back down the field again in the second one. The defense did not have a good day. I'm not here to try to pretend like they did, but in the second half, they still only allowed seven points and made the single biggest plays 
when they had to. So, I mean, I can't, I also can't be overly critical of the defense's performance, knowing that when the time came, they did it. And this is what's great for the first time all season, maybe. And look, the offense might have owed him. Offense saved the defense ass a little bit. Because when the Bills were going down the field and scoring on nearly every single drive, good news. The offense was matching at the time that they yeah, needed in, the in the first half, the offense did that. I, I would argue in the second half, though, the defense, including special teams, gave the ball to the offense two times up three in the fourth quarter, and the offense turned it over and punted. So, I mean, yeah, I hear you. Oh, in, the, in the first half. God, they just uh, took it right down the field with Pacheco again and then blew it at the one-yard yeah, line. The, the offense yeah. was, this is now three games in a row where you've seen more and more glimpses of the past. They still have made mistakes. The difference is right now they're finding a way. Like, this is what championship caliber teams do, both off of prior history, which the Chiefs have, and in seasons when you go on special runs. Like Everybody wanted to talk about the Bills after they beat the Chiefs. Like, oh, man, this is just a team you did not want to face the playoffs, Cody. You don't want to play the Bills. Nobody is playing better football than the Buffalo Bills heading in the post. Yeah. You just do not want to see them. And the Chiefs go on the road. They beat the Bills. I can tell you this, between the two teams yesterday, Baltimore wanted to see Buffalo more than they want to see Kansas City. I can promise you that. They'd be foolish. There's no chance. Look, the the Ravens are favorites for a reason, but there's no way that they did not prefer to see Buffalo come to their building than Patrick Mahomes. For all the reasons we we just discussed, sometimes the great ones, even in years where it seems like they shouldn't be there, find ways to win football games, find ways to get into championship games. And that's what this team has done this entire season. And there's a there's a lot of props to go around for for the game yesterday for guys that were, you know, criticized, understandably so, throughout the season. Guys had to step up, and, and just about everybody did. No, I... Because th- think about the defense, Cody. Like, you mentioned, like, it wasn't their best game. I agree. Second half, though, was dominant. Really was. Right after that first drive. They, there yeah. was... The, a key drive for me was when McDuffie walked off the field. He came back in the game. And McDuffie's out. Willie Gay Jr.'s out with a neck injury. They already didn't have Derek Nadi. Um, and you're going through... That particular drive, they forced a punt, and they didn't have three of their best players on the field. Nope. Shamari Connor stepped up. He did. It was draft picks from the last couple of years who had been part-time players. I want to talk more about how they got here, like, this year in particular, but I'll give credit to exactly what you just said about Mahomes, which I think kind of perfectly encapsulates where the Chiefs are and what it's like to be a Chiefs fan right now. Like, if you're tuning in because you're just like, God, what's it like to live on the other side? The same as... You know, I tune in for like 45 seconds of Bills Radio just to see what it's like a little, right? Oh, we definitely did. Because, you know, the other side of it can be kind of interesting. This is from Jared Speckman. I'm not even kidding. Three and a half years ago on Twitter, and I think that this kind of explains exactly what it's still like. The thing about the NFL, this is his exact quote. Quote, the thing about the NFL is the outcome often comes down to whether you have Patrick Mahomes or not. If you have him, you're probably going to win. If your game doesn't have Patrick Mahomes, your game doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just like, like it was a hell of a game. It's, it's a, like a lot of it is just that's what this season to me inevitably boils down to. The season boiled down to the simple: Did you have Mahomes now in the playoffs, or do you have Mahomes now in the playoffs? The answer is no. Well, I'm sorry. And this like whole season has felt more like a toddler playing with their food than this team has ever been. They never went through a stretch of two months where you're like, that's great football. They'd be like good for a couple of weeks or mediocre, but winning for a couple of weeks, then bad for a few weeks and then dropping nonsensical games. And the result is the same. A team that still, and I don't know what will happen in this Baltimore game yet, but to this point, Patrick Mahomes' shortest season in his NFL career is overtime. Overtime in the AFC title game. (laughs) He either does that or he plays in a Super Bowl. That's it. 
Yeah, that of course was that was the Brady game, the offside, the Ford offsides game, and everything and, like that. And the Bengals. Yeah, you lost yeah. overtime in that one too. Yeah, I mean, but that that's what that's that's what's crazy about the the entire scenario of everything that's going on. Like with with this with this season in a year where I think just last week, didn't you you brought up to me? I think we talked about it on the show even, but the unpredictable nature of the NFL season and these teams that were. You know, like the Texans at one point that were below 500, and then you have a team like the Eagles that were 10 and one, and then we all know what they turned out to be. As bad as things were from the Chiefs, this is a credit to Andy Reid more than anybody else, probably. But as bad as things seemed throughout the season, and this is still a flawed football team, but when it matters most in these bigger moments, games they had to have, they had to beat Cincinnati, right, to get back on track. Yeah. They won that game. They, of course, have to win these playoff games. And, and they've found a way to adapt to what they are as a team in a year where we all know, specifically on offense, it has been brutal at times to watch. And yet they're sitting here and they, frankly, now, even though they're the underdogs against Baltimore, they have as good of a chance as anybody as far as I'm concerned to win the Super Bowl now. You're one of the final four teams. If you're one of the final four teams, you, you can't tell me any of these final four teams cannot win the Super Bowl. And going back to what you led the conversation with, Patrick Mahomes, that's simple, number 15. Performances like that, yeah, in a game where they weren't perfect either. Like we we, we mentioned turnovers, it wasn't a turnover-free game. No, it sure looked like McCall Harmon's fumble might have cost him the game for a little while. They fumbled it twice. They almost lost yes. the other one too. Like they they just simply find ways to win, and that's all that matters at this point in the season. On a red Monday, victory Monday in Kansas City, brought to you by the Xfinity 10G, get a reliable home network so everyone can work, stream, and game at the same time. We will hear from Andy Reid coming up live at noon today right here on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Thinking of guys stepping up, well, 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 well. Hey, good day for me. A guy that was washed, a guy that just didn't have it anymore, Guy that's too distracted off the field. Did what he's done numerous times in the playoffs and against the Buffalo Bills. Of course, I'm talking about Travis Kelsey. A two-touchdown performance the last two weeks. He has also looked like the old Travis Kelsey. His first touchdown in seven weeks. Good to get off of that little uh, drought that he was on. He looks like Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I won money on the anytime Travis Kelsey touchdown and on his yardage over, by the way, which was in the low 60s. Yeah, there were some sweats with some bets. That is for sure. Yeah, there's no doubt. You and I were both sweating the Isaiah Pacheco carries. He got carries. his 15th carry on the final carry of the game. Thank you very I much. I don't care. That's the whole point. Hey, that's, he can get it wherever. I don't really it. care where. Love it. But with Travis Kelsey, you know what my stance has been on Travis Kelsey. Yes. Is that the man is ageless. He can just do whatever he wants for as long as he wants. And I think sometimes because of what we just talked about with Patrick Mahomes and what we'll continue to talk about in this show, Travis Kelsey doesn't get the flowers he deserves, which is a top three all time, doesn't matter the position, playoff performer in NFL history. We do talk about, you know, we talk about Jerry Rice numbers, like they're Wilt Chamberlain. You're like, well, he scored 120 points in a game. Jerry Rice has every postseason receiving record by a lot, by the way. Touchdowns, yardage, catches. He was blowing out the field. Travis Kelsey's only four touchdowns away, six catches away, and 450 yards away from getting all of them. Not just one or two, all of Jerry Rice's records. Yesterday in the game, they became the most dynamic duo, quarterback and wide receiver in the touchdown department after we put two much more scores. And now I'm just starting to think like, you know what? That rest we talked about in week, week 18, him taking a little bit easy, a mm-hmm. little lighter workload at the end of the season. It was all just gearing up for this moment. Five catches, 75 yards and two scores. I mean, he is he is one of the single greatest playoff performers in NFL history. 
you knew that if they could protect Mahomes going into the game, there was an opportunity in the middle of the field due to the injuries that that Buffalo was experiencing. And that's I mean, that that's exactly what happened. They took advantage of it, and Kelsey was a huge reason for that. And in a game where Rasheed Rice clearly was a little banged up early on in that game, you know, he's not, I don't know if he'll be on the injury report this week, but clearly a few times he hobbled off the field. I don't know yep. if it was still the knee thing from last week or what, but he, he wasn't 100%. Best, best players in the sport step up. And, and Kelsey and Mahomes, one of the greatest duos we've ever seen uh, in, in sports, frankly. Certainly, uh, you mentioned the playoff history that's going on there. Like that, That's just what, that's what happens. If your teams are able to go on runs, you rely on your, your best pieces. And once again, even if it's been a frustrating year for Travis Kelsey, I, I do think uh, the week one injury to the Detroit, when, when he was getting ready to play Detroit, right? The hyperextended knee, the... the the bruised kneecap or whatever it was. Like it did. It set him back. He still almost ended up with a thousand yards. He was still second in the NFL in receiving yards at tight end, by the way. Yeah. And I I don't think this playoff run means that next year he's going to go back to being a 1300 yard receiver. But right now when you need him most, like he just looks a little fresher and a little healthier and they're going to lean on that. And that'll be a huge storyline again for Baltimore, figuring out how they can stop him. Because we know the the best thing about what just happened other than the win for the chiefs is the fact that Kelsey has looked like old Kelsey it, there's no one of this like, oh, maybe we don't have to pay as much attention to Travis Kelsey if you're Baltimore on Sunday. No, 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 no. You know he is still capable of being that guy, and that is phenomenal news for Rasheed Rice in this AFC title game. By the way, I know the Texas line is saying, like, we'll have our – MVS will get his flowers oh, at we'll some point we'll talk about today. him later, yeah. Don't worry. He got crushed rightfully so for a big majority of this season. Yeah. If he comes up big in a divisional round playoff game, he'll get his chance. The only thing about Kelsey is unless you want to believe the Michelle Tafoya radio interview comment that made it sound like she thinks he's retiring. Then got asked about her source and she's like, well, no, it's just her opinion. It clearly is just her opinion. Also, Travis Kelsey addresses. Do we have to do this with every single person on the Chiefs roster? So Michelle Tafoya was on CBS Sports Radio over the weekend uh, and she was asked about. Kelsey and yeah she like was like you know I really think he's going to retire and all this and, and some people took it as if she was reporting that she's hearing he's retiring no it was no different than you or I Cody saying I you think something's going to happen that's all it was and then they ran with it and that's all so I don't think it, we, we all had the conversation a week and a half ago or whatever it was when, when Kelsey addressed it and he joked about you know, hey, doesn't everybody think about retirement? And he's like, there, I see no reason for, for like me to step away from this. I got a lot of football left in me. Yeah, I, I don't believe uh, that that changes whatsoever. It was enjoyable, though, I will say. It was a lot of fun to watch the Jason Kelsey be there. That oh, shot of man. him, like, roaring, going to halftime. And then you find out, in addition to that, he's jumping in the stands, chugging beers with Bills fans, holding up little kids so <laughs> that they can say hi to Taylor Swift. Just like shirtless in the background, chugging a beer when they try to cut to Taylor cheering after Travis's touchdown. <laughs> Phenomenal moment for the Kelsey's and the Taylor Swift gang. Again, everyone looks, everybody who's in those suites always looks like they're having the greatest time of their life. Yeah, it seems like quite the experience, like an all time experience. And when your team's winning it, and you see your brother out there kicking ass the way Travis has the last two weeks, it definitely helps. Obviously, Jason Kelsey's season is over, so let it, you let it loose, man. Do you think there are Philly fans that care and be like, hey, your season just ended. You should be like... Oh, I'm sure there's somebody you out should, there. You should there's, be feeling sad and just be like moping on the couch, not having fun cheering on a different football team. There's How probably somebody that's miserable out there that has that take. The same just like old grumpy mentality of seeing Taylor on TV as well. You know there was somebody that was triggered the fact that they showed her again. It happens every week. So, yes, to answer your question, I'm sure there is an Eagles fan somewhere saying he should be depressed just like me.
<laughs> he shouldn't be cheering on a different football team. It's like, that's his brother. You have siblings. You got a couple of sisters. Drew's got a couple of siblings. I've got six brothers and sisters. There is no amount of us that wouldn't, like, if they were in that kind of mode. Like, if they were going for an Olympic, like, even if you were in the same field, you would be so actively rooting for them to still be having success. Why and it's also entertainment. The sport, like, the NFL. Oh, yeah. The, on the field is the entertainment. But it doesn't mean things away from the field can't be entertainment as well. Who, who did not think that was incredible and fun? Oh, I loved it. Uh, you know, at that point, even Bills fans might have thought it was a little funny. They weren't losing at that point, right? That was, yeah. or I guess that they were losing they right were, after that. But touchdown. it was back and forth. It was in the first half, right? Um, but that's that's something that adds to the entertainment value of the product, as far as I'm concerned. When you have somebody doing that, Jason Kelsey in particular. I know that I just complimented Jason and him having fun with Bills fans. Uh huh. I, I can't believe other people were defending this. And the argument I seem to have gotten on social media was, "You're saying Chiefs fans wouldn't have done that." That's Talk not what, what I'm saying. About what? Throwing snowballs oh, at players. Okay. It's like, you don't think Chiefs fans would have done that? That's not the point. Even if there were Chiefs fans, I wouldn't have defended them and been like, good. <laughs> don't throw things at players. Like, it's a fairly simple rule. It's trashy. It makes you look bad. It's a jerk move. It's a, it's a huge problem. Don't throw snow at Mahomes as he's coming off the field. Don't throw it in live action, which they've done two straight weeks. Can't do any more as they are eliminated. I guess before last week's game, they warned fans that they would be arrested if they threw snowballs. Nobody was arrested uh, for that. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Like I, I'm not getting, I, I don't think anybody should get that bit, not been out of shape about it and, and make it this huge, huge deal. But yeah, like it was, it was not a good look. We always talk about, you know, perception and all that. I, I don't, I, I don't need to make it into this big thing and, and, and make it seem like Bill's fans are the worst fans or anything like that. It, no, they're not uh, different know, than most fans, but just be better than that. But it's, it's just, yeah, it's one of those where fans think they can get away with whatever they do at a, at a sporting event and there's no consequences and all that. But yeah, I think, I mean, Mahomes was smiling and kind of laughing about it as he ran off the field. I think he kind of enjoyed it in secretly. Well, he was probably feeling pretty good about himself, wasn't he? Yeah. And a lot, I mean, of, he a lot of people are right. They missed wide right when they were throwing to Patrick Mahomes. That's exactly right. They couldn't even nail him with the snowball. <laughs> Definitely wide. Well, and right. that, the the Drew Tranquil tweet was great because Drew Tranquil was like, "I was trying to catch it, and if it stayed together, I was going to be firing it back." <laughs> and then essentially called him wimps because he's like, "My four year old throws harder than they do, so whatever." He added hashtag Bills Mafia in it. Good for him. So he just kind of opened himself, which is well. Again, think about where you're at if you're Drew Tranquil. I mean, th- this guy was getting beat up by the Chiefs for his entire career on teams that were you know, predicted to go to AFC title games and all this. And now Drew Tranquil signs with the Chiefs. He's had a great year. He's been a huge piece to this team, especially when Nick Bolton was hurt. And then in this game, you know, Willie Gay Jr. gets out with the neck injury again. So Drew Tranquil's forced in. So imagine the emotions that Drew Tranquil is feeling. He's he's one win away from finally getting to his first Super Bowl in his career. Yeah, he's probably feeling himself a little bit. They all seem to have a little bit of fun with it, but it's just like, just don't do it. Well, I, I just think just the, the, reaction, the reaction post-game from Mahomes and anybody, Cody, Clearly, you know, this is why I always laugh anytime middle of the week press conferences happen and like players try to act as a, oh, we haven't heard anything. What anybody say? Mm-hmm. It's the biggest crock of you know what? They use it as motivation on this team, which is fortunate, but they all know what everybody is saying. Everybody is aware, especially in today's day and age with social media, of what national pundits are saying about your team. And clearly, this team was well aware of every little thing. I mean, Patrick Mahomes' Instagram post last night. Saying good, luck. saying good luck. That was in reference to Dawkins, the yeah. offensive lineman, telling him basically earlier in the week, like good luck, good coming, luck coming in and being an art with our fans. Like they hear everything, but they find a way to bottle it up. And it's Patrick Mahomes who has two rings. The way this playoff has set up, he's an underdog throughout the entire postseason. 
and people want them to lose. Like it's not often that the great ones can be underdogs. Again, it's only it's only happened like eleven times now for Mahomes, um, and he's got About nine wins. He's got like nine wins. It is I think now or eight wins, eight and three when he's an underdog. From the eight one six, did they really cut the hot water in the locker room for like Donovan it. Smith? I mean, all the players were saying there was no hot water, so I guess so. <laughs> Who knows? That's, they are about to get a new stadium. Maybe the hot water doesn't work in that stadium. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there was a lot of snow. Maybe just a pipe froze or uh-huh. something. Yeah, they didn't let let the pipe drip overnight or something. The amount of uh, the amount of shovelers they had to get over a three day weekend there nuts. Think about that. If you know nuts. you went there to shovel snow in the freezing cold and your team lost anyway, and your kicker missed a field goal wide right. Think about that. Buffalo thought it was this was their chance. This was their opportunity. This was their no, moment. No, same thing. And instead, I'm watching videos on social media that just have me absolutely dying. Where like they're playing Taylor Swift fans, these like drunk Bills fans sitting at a lonely bar by themselves. You're like, oh god. And again, seven years ago, for the most part, this yeah. was the Chiefs' existence. So like, we can actually kind of sympathize with you. Everyone, everyone in Kansas City can kind of sympathize with you. But it's I'll be honest, it's better on this side, way better. Our NFL playoff coverage on 610 Sports Radio brought to you by Twin Peaks Eats, Drink, Scenic Views. Yeah, we know this playoff coverage continues at least for another full week with the Chiefs getting set for the AFC title game. One player tried to step up a couple times. They tried. It didn't happen. We'll discuss that next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Chiefs are two by two, but they got now Hartman in motion. Right to left, sets up a triangle to the left side. Mahomes looks that way. He's going to go wide open, left side, caught! Kelsey, corner out, touchdown! Kansas City! Kelsey hasn't been that open since training camp in St. Joseph. And he slings the ball up into the stands, much to the chagrin of the Bills Mafia. And now Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey in the postseason. 15 times for touchdown passes that ties the all-time National Football League postseason record. Mitch Holtis on the call. Chiefs Radio Network, 106.5 The Wolf last night. That was the first of two touchdowns, of course, from Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. 
yesterday in Buffalo, celebrating all week long and really all day long in KC, getting set for the AFC title game. We'll do that later in the week. We'll worry about Baltimore later. No need to get too concerned yet. I saw some people tweeting, like, aren't you worried about their ability to do, but worry about that in a couple days. Okay, let's enjoy today. Let's enjoy that. I know it's six that's straight, right. but let's, let's enjoy the win. And that's what we're doing throughout the day today. We'll hit you up and you can hit us up, I should say, on the J Southland Toe Service text line 913-586-7610. Briefly. I do want to pass along a little update on the stadium front where we know the Jackson County legislature is once again meeting today in regards to the stadium three eighths cent sales tax extension. The Kansas City Star is reporting that the legislature now does have the votes to override Frank White's veto. If that, in fact, happens this afternoon, that does mean on the April ballot, the three eighths cent sales tax extension will be up and voters in Jackson County can decide. And that would, of course, with passage, mean that the Chiefs would renovate Arrowhead and the Royals would get a new downtown stadium. In that letter of intent that was leaking out over the weekend, it mentioned that the Royals have agreed to meet the legislature's date of February 29th, I think it is, yeah, uh, to announce the site. So that will be the next thing to look forward to. But uh, if you're wondering about the stadium stuff, I know it's a victory Monday, but just wanted to pass that along. It looks like they have gotten one person at least to flip that they needed to prevent the veto from staying intact. We'll let you know officially if that's the case, yep. but you know, there you go. At least still good that it looks like it's heading in the direction we wanted, which is just at least let the voters yeah, decide. Let people decide. And there's still a lot of questions that, that need to be answered. Again, the stadium site still not figured out has to be figured out before anybody should vote. Yes. On that thing in April and the Royals again in the, the, the letter that leaked have said that they will meet the legislature's deadline. Now they haven't met other ones. We'll see there. Um, there's a bizarro world universe in which the lead of today's show was damn it. Andy, why did you cost the chiefs this game with this decision to give McCall Hardman the ball at the goal line? But look, I want to be honest. McCall is not blameless here. I think that people want to put it surely on Andy Reed because yeah, he probably shouldn't make the decision to give Michael Hartman the ball inside the four-yard line to try to score a touchdown. But if you're an NFL player who's been in the league for five years and it's first down, you should have the wherewithal to not reach out for the goal line in a three-point game in the fourth quarter. They're both to blame here. And look, for the most part, I thought Andy Reid way out coached Sean McDermott. He that did. was the one gaffe in which I was like, Andy why? It was a great game plan. It really was. I mean, I think they deserve a ton of credit, the offensive staff, for the criticism that they have faced. Matt Nagy in particular this year, I, I thought it was a phenomenal game plan. But one, uh, y you have such a good thing going with Pacheco on that particular drive. He just had a long run. And even if you want to tell me Pacheco needed a breather, at this point, I'm good with Clyde getting a carry at the one or two yard line. It just... Sometimes this is still the one thing that, that you have to live with, I think, with Andy Reid, right? There's a ton of great. The guy is one of the greatest coaches of all time. But some of this stuff is just who he is. Like, I, I don't think it changes. You know, they're, they're, they're going to give guys opportunities that we would agree at this point probably shouldn't get those opportunities. And so it, yes. it's on Andy for that. Like, what the heck are you doing? And then McCall Harmon just has to be smarter. I mean, the dude fumbled the ball twice. He's lucky he didn't, he didn't lose it twice. He fumbled the ball twice, negative yards on the carry. It was, it was not a good performance, to say the least. It, awfully impressive, actually, to have the stat line that McCall Hardman had I, in, in the game. Like, you know how difficult it is to have the, the stat line he had? Well, it might be even more impressive about it. He had two carries for uh, one yard and two fumbles and no catches. That is only the second worst stat line from a Chiefs wide receiver this year. <laughs> so somehow, somehow that was, uh, that was yeah. not, and I'm dead serious, that was somehow 
not the worst performance statistically from a receiver this year. Look, it's I understand because part of Andy is saying that play has worked in the past because it has. You and I have talked about this. McCall Hardman has been a red zone threat for this team in the past. Yes. And it has worked. If there's one thing McCall Hardman has been consistently good at at the time he played for the Chiefs, it was getting in the end zone, which is why I don't think it's only on Andy. I get it. Guy came in halfway through the year. You gave him a draft pick. All that doesn't look like it needed to do anything. And you don't have to force something just because. My bigger issue is with the way Isaiah Pacheco was running the ball, give Clyde a shot to get it in. Yeah, Yeah, give him a breath like you said and give it to Pacheco instead. There's just four other options I'd rather give the ball to there. Yes. Five other options before I get to McCall. Your own line at that point was in a groove. I mean, just dominating the interior of the, the Bills defensive line. So, yeah, that was... That was very frustrating to see. I think we all had the same reaction to it, you know, and and we'll be curious to see, you know, do they go back to McCall Harmon at all this week in the AFC title game? Or is this, do we see suddenly Tony's active and McCall Harmon uh, isn't the guy that they give that opportunity? Because we, we all agreed, remember going into the game, that we were happy to see that Tony was inactive and, you know, that Sky Moore wasn't going to be an option yep. for them because you still felt like you trusted McCall Harmon more. And I feel, I still probably do be honest with you. I understand McCall was terrible, but I still like, it's not a good option either way, by the way, McCall Harmon or Canaries, Tony, who do you trust more? It's not a great My option. My answer would still be McCall, but I wouldn't, yes. not with any kind of confidence. I prefer be, to trust neither. Be honest with the way at that moment though, after the bills went for that fake punt and then that was the drive we're referencing here with the McCall Harmon fumble at that moment, it seemed like, Oh boy, this is, this is how they get knocked out of the playoffs because Time and time again during the season, we had discussed, like, if the Chiefs were to be eliminated, it likely involves them having a ridiculous turnover in the red zone or something like that. And, it, I mean, oh. it happened. The difference is this team in this moment, when it, in the regular season, they lose that game. Yep. You know what I mean? They had. We had seen it. They found a way to win in the postseason. And that's what's, like, that's what's exciting, especially. Like, now this team is actually overcoming mistakes? Wow. Now, the, the Baltimore Ravens are a better team, right? We can have that discussion later on in the week. But they found a way to overcome the mistakes this go-around, which was what I think excites me the most. Based on how overtime went a couple of years ago, how long before the Bills submit the request for change for the rule, even though it helped them this time, I feel like it immediately becomes the, because that's always the topic. Like, if that had cost the, yeah, Chiefs I hate the, the game, then we got to come in here and we got to talk about the touchback rule yeah. again, which I told you, I've just kind of started to just, like, let wash over me and accept yeah. Like, it's an important area of the field. I kind of get it. I don't love the rule. I think there's probably better versions, but I'm also just done fighting it. Yes. God, in that moment, I couldn't help but think about that rule because it felt so devastating. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> so I, devastating. we've talked about it plenty, as you say. Like, I've been consistent on it. I hate the rule now more than just because of last night. We've talked about it, even in the, the Cleveland Browns game where the Chiefs benefited in the postseason a couple of years. It's not a great rule. Like, I, I, the opponent or the, the, the offensive team should be punished for fumbling it, yes, but why does the opponent get the ball at the 25? Why not have them get the ball at their own one? That's a whole that's a whole nother uh, question. Someone says McCall had two fumbles. I only remember the goal line one. Well, if just because you don't lose a fumble doesn't count as it still counts as a fumble on the stat sheet. Just he did, he, re, he he still lost the ball twice. They recovered it. Yeah, but yeah. he still fumbled it twice. Yeah, but, we're just uh, talking about like on the flip side though, MVS. Give him credit. It right, doesn't change long long term how we feel about his prospect of the future. They should still cut him in three weeks. Sorry, it's reality. Um, but M- M- Marquez Valdez scaling. Had a great catch, his best catch of the season. Statistically, he actually did have one game better than this. But that, and considering the circumstance, was his best game of the season and his best game since the AFC title game a year ago. And if that gives him confidence and you need him just for one or two big catches this coming Sunday against Baltimore, so be it. He deserves props for a guy that's been criticized all year, fairly, by the way. 
for him to step up. Like, seriously, props to Marquez for stepping up. I've decided to make this an official apology to Marquez, not because of all the horrible play he had before or the correct criticism based on his play before this moment, but because every year I've decided I'm going to allow one or two players to be absolutely meaningless in the regular season just as long as they give me one or two (laughs) postseason moments that matter. So, MVS, congrats. You're the official award winner of whatever we want to call it, the Sammy Watkins Award of do nothing in the regular season. The Frank Clark Award a little bit. The Frank Clark Award. I don't care what we name it. If you want to show up in the postseason and make your single biggest catch of the year on a difficult back shoulder throw in which you had to make a contested one, then get open later. Then consider this. My apology. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the mean and hateful things I said, okay, even though on, I felt on, like they were on, wrong on, in the hold, moment. Hold. And I, and I, I wish you well the rest of this postseason. Yeah. I mean, I don't need to apologize. I, I, I think he deserves his prop today. I, I don't think anything that anybody said all season long about MVS was unfair or incorrect, but he deserves today. 1,000% credit for some big-time catches. I think we were all stunned by it. That was not an easy catch in particular. No, it's tough. Uh, so, no, he deserves credit. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't oh, mean. I don't have to apologize for the other to, stuff. You don't have to apologize for the regular season. We all, th- those things still happened. But now he has a chance to completely change how people will feel about him when he eventually exits the door in the offseason. That's really? what he has a chance to do. Like, instead of the real, real sour taste that people have had, if he comes up with another couple big catches next week and the Chiefs win or in the Super Bowl or whatever, then it's a whole different feeling long-term about MVS. That's what he has a chance to still change. Then he can just show up to a rally house every couple of years <laughs> as the two-time Super Bowl champion MVS, yeah. sign a few autographs, and move on about his day, right? Yeah. Like, that's fine. No, he, he, Look, he, uh, I mean, he, he had, stepped he up. He had big moments. He had big moments in that game and look there was a time in which I was just firmly on never ever ever throw the ball to MVS ever again at least now for a minute we can do that will you admit a little bit of fear that that's going to be like Andy's going to be back in the circle of trust moment yeah uh, and the ball goes his way a little too much I I I was talking to our boss Beck about that right before we hopped on the air and I'm like there is part of me yes Cody that that is a little concerned that Andy's like oh see now we can just feed him the ball more. There is a little bit where that concerns me. Now, maybe he's got some confidence, but it doesn't mean like whatever you did this game in yeah. terms of his targets, uh, his snaps, I'm good with that. I don't suddenly need to target him like six times in the NFC title game. Let's be honest with uh, the assessment of still who he is as a football player. But yeah, it was big that. time. It was big time. All you're asking for on Sundays from MVS in the playoffs is one or two catches that move the chains. One yep. or two. That's it. That's it. That's all I need. And that's what you got. And one was a really impressive catch. I was genuinely, like, when he caught that first one, I was like, that was MVS. <laughs> Wait a second. By the way, what's funny is that was his reputation in Green Bay was drops every easy pass, makes the catch he has no business making. And, again, that was still a very good throw. But those were tough catches in which defenders were nearby. He had to make them. And in important times, because at that stage of the game when he was making the catches, the Chiefs really did need to score. Because every Buffalo drive was between 12 and 15 plays for 75 yards and somewhere either in the end zone or for a field goal for points. So they needed MVS in that moment. It's crazy how bad of a season he had and how far he had regressed in that moment. But like you said, in this town, we're a lot more forgiving of playoff performers sure. no matter what had happened before in that moment. I'm surprised. I never, I never thought we would mention his name in a positive light again this year. Because you and I talked about it, we did, hey, who's the surprise guy who could sneak yeah. up on you in the post? Remember this conversation yes. on Friday? 
And I was like, I think I'm supposed to say MVS, but how can I say that? How many times has somebody said that? Yeah, and who name? knows? And who knows? Look, after McCall Hartman made a mistake this game, who knows? Maybe against the Ravens, and I hope he does. Maybe against the Ravens, Cody, he comes up with a huge play for a touchdown. Right. And, and, and sometimes that's how sports work. It, it's weird in, in moments like you, you, this is why it's tough to predict. And the NFL is great. Like, it's hard to predict results because either there's big, big moments from teams or there's big moments from players that you just don't expect. And that's what was great about it. And in and, and Buffalo today, you know, as much as we're talking about like the McCall Harmon fumble, that that McCall Harmon fumble could have ended up being like the lead of the show today. Yeah. If, if the Chiefs would have lost instead, we can talk about it, kind of joke about it a little bit. Instead, how are they doing in Buffalo? This was a fan in the They're stands. probably a little ill. Yeah, this was a fan in the stands who I guess got a tattoo of the Bills, like the Super Bowl logo this year, which is never, just, never a good idea for anybody. Chiefs fan right now and you're listening? Wait. Just yeah. wait. I mean, it. the Chiefs, at least, you could say, you know what? They've gotten to six straight AFC title games. The odds are in your favor. Uh, but, yeah, probably shouldn't do that. Listen to this Bills fan. I'm speechless, bro. I... I got nothing to say. He was in, he was despondent. He was. And then there was a caller on our sister station, WGR 550 in Buffalo. They're, they're obvious. Everything's on the table in Buffalo today. Uh, I've been calling you all year. This is like the first time I'm mad, sad, heartbroken. And I'm, I'm just downright angry. And if he doesn't get rid of Sean McDermott and put somebody in there, and I've been calling here for McDermott's head that understands you can't have a rushing game when your quarterback is the best runner. I'm just so angry today. <laughs> My favorite one, though, is was Sean McDermott's taking a lot of heat, understandably so. Yeah. Sean McDermott is scared of, of, of Andy Reid and his, his Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, is he wrong? Oh, he's, he's, the, he biggest wrong op- he's the biggest that? obstacle. He's the biggest obstacle for your team, and you can't you can't get past him. Regular like next year, the Chiefs are going to play the Bills again in the regular season. True, I'll, I'll say it right now on January twenty second. I'm sure you agree with me. That week when we talk about the Bills, I don't care. I know we we'll have to talk about the game, but I, I don't care. Like you're going to ask me next year, and Bills could be sixteen and they're, one they're, going they're gonna, into that game. And I have ne- confidence. They'll play next November. Both teams might have nine wins at the time already or something, and we're going to try to build it up. And I'm just, I really don't care what happens because it's the regular season. Honestly, God, it I'm, doesn't matter. I'm already pre-predicting the Bills to win that game as their Super sure. Bowl once again, only to lose again in the regular season. When you go through those calls, all it reminds me of is the missed field goal because, again, that's that's the moment that Wide stabs rights. the knife into the – Which one was your favorite, by the way? Mitch Holtz <laughs> had a great one. He did. But we, we actually – we pulled – like seven different versions of uh-huh. that call, and they're we, all fantastic. We played, it just, just matters what kind of flavor you want. We played the Bills call. It wasn't as as good as I was hoping for. I was hoping for just breakdown, and and the, like they wasn't the Bills call wasn't as great as I was hoping for. Uh, we played that one to start the show. Uh, this was Kevin. Uh, this was Kevin Harlan's call of the Tyler Bass missed field goal. Tyler Bass will try a forty-four yard field goal to tie the wind at his back. The snap is good. The ball put down. The kick is up. and No good. Wide right. Wide right. The Bills kicker missed a field goal. Wide right. Jubilation for the Chiefs sideline. 143 to go. Bass missing wide right from 44. Kevin Harlan on Westwood one last night as we're playing all the different calls. Of course, you guys heard Mitch Holt. This is call 
already today. We'll play it again a little bit later on uh, of the the missed field goal. Just an just an epic moment. Like I'll be honest, like I I didn't think he was missing that key. Sometimes you have a feeling. I no, did not. I also think... didn't care because I thought Mahomes had a yes. minute forty five and was going to go win. I was like. All right, make your stupid kicks so Mahomes can go win this game. Yeah, the my, third my down field. stop. The third down stop, stop was. I'm sure everybody like was screaming and yelling. Like that was a, one of those where you let out an f yeah. Like because that you get the third down stop. That that was a huge win. You knew the one thing that couldn't happen would be letting the Bills score with like 25 seconds, 30 seconds. I know the 13 second drive happened, but still, you didn't want that to have play have that play out. And instead, they decided to take some shots down the field, incomplete, incomplete, and they settled for a field. It was a massive win, and then. You didn't even have to stress out uh, for a Mahomes game-winning drive because of, of the miss. It was beautiful. You can give Chris Jones a shout-out, too, because yes. the one play that he showed up on was the play where Josh Allen was a little greedy, had digs underneath, and would have allowed for an easier field goal. Instead, he took the shot. He had Shakir open, too. But uh, Chris Jones knocked Deion Dawkins back into Josh Allen and uh, threw off the throw. I saw a uh, tweet last night because Shakir really good. Looks like they got a good player there in Buffalo, but Gabe Davis getting ready to leave. Stephon Diggs is super expensive. And then I, it was just like the sad bills fans make sense. Somebody sent out the cap hit by year for Josh Allen during this run in which they've been eliminated in four straight playoffs after winning. They've won the a, the AFC East four yeah. times in a row. They've been eliminated by the chiefs three of the last four years. And it was Cincinnati in the other year that knocked him out. Josh Allen's average cap hit over those four years was like $8 million. His cap hit next year for the Bills, $47 million. They're like $30 million in the red right now. So, like, they've had, and you and I have talked about this, top five offenses, top five defenses, all four, five of those years, and they're going to come up with nothing and instead have to pay Josh Allen $50 million. I'd be pretty sad if I was a Bills fan, too. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, look, there's just a lot of sad fan bases around the NFL. Again, the Chiefs are the hated team. And so there were, I know, Drew, uh, maybe not you, okay, but Cincinnati fans were hoping the Chiefs lost yesterday. Dolphins fans and, heck, Dolphins players, because that guy tweeted from the airport last week. Oh, yeah, uh, he did. We're hoping the Why Chiefs were going to lose. Over a salad, dude? 20, just about everybody outside of Kansas City this coming Sunday is going to be rooting for Lamar Jackson to go oh, to yeah. his first Super Bowl. We can all probably. So it's another week where we get to embrace the role of being hated and villain. And, by the way, it's a good look on the Chiefs. It really is. It's a good look. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, this whole team, it's a good look when they're the underdog. Turns out pretty well, usually. Drew, be honest. Were you rooting for the Chiefs to lose? You're a Cincinnati I, Bengals I saw, fan. Were I you saw, rooting for them I, I will, to lose? I will be honest. I uh, my, uh, my job takes precedent. Uh, so I picked the uh, Chiefs to I will always He sees that trip to oh, Vegas possibly. You know what? I, I will always be honest <laughs> on the radio with my takes. That's why I picked the Chiefs to win. But there's uh-huh. part of me that is disgusted yeah. by this AFC championship <laughs> matchup because I don't, I could care less about either team winning, uh. but I will say I, if I have to pick, I will root for the chiefs because the Ravens, as soon as Joe Burrow got hurt or chanting F Joe Burrow, weren't even giving him any, any, any sort of applause, weren't giving him any sort of, I uh, hope he gets better. So the chiefs can go ahead and win on Sunday and then we can go to Vegas We'll have a good time. That's, that's what it is. Drew, <laughs> Drew, know, Drew knows if the Chiefs win on Sunday. We're going to Vegas. We're in Vegas for a week. That is definitely in the cards. That's like a year in Vegas it time, is. right? Yes, a lot can go on in a week in Las Vegas. A lot. I don't know if we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll have to try to survive. You know, tough life. Tough life of ours. That's Please what, uh, feel pity for us. That terrible, the Chiefs I know. Win this terrible. Week a week in Las Vegas. We have to, by force.
live in Las Vegas mm-hmm. for the third Terrible. time yeah. going to the Chiefs. Because, again, really this show, tough. Goldeneye, have been to two Super Bowls for Super Bowl week and for the game, both the ones that they won. The one time we didn't go was the COVID year, and they lost. That's right. So you should be rooting for us to go. We're good luck to this point. Chiefs, three-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Baltimore Ravens. So it's setting up. It's setting up yet again. Someone wanted to hear Mitch Holtis' call the missed field goal because sure. they thought it was funny at the end. The ref is reminding Bills fans that the Chiefs get the ball. 147 to go in the game on fourth down and nine for the Buffalo. Placement down. Bass's kick is up, and the kick is no good. A little prophecy. Tyler Bass has struggled, right, and he just misses the kick. Kansas City will next snap with a 34-yard And the Chiefs will take <laughs> over at the point of the missed kick. Their own 34-yard line as Tyler Bass misses this wide to the right. Delicious. Everybody made sure they got wide right in there multiple times just oh, yeah. to just to stick it in there a little bit more and twist the knife. Got it, which is mean for a fan base that has zero to show for their lifetime of, of existing. We should have tried to get Scott Norwood on the show today as well. My goodness, how's he feeling? Could you imagine if we just that? like it would it have been wrong to pretend to be a state like first, Scott Norwood just can't take an interview request a day after no, that guy misses right. No. Just you can't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many interviews, like how many interviews is Scott Norwood doing since that? Anyway, that'd be, again, that's like Lynn Elliott here. Yeah. But, I mean, Lynn Elliott has done stuff here. I, I, yeah, after a while. And I guess for Nor- maybe Norwood's like, done one recently. I think I've had Lynn Elliott yeah. on his Have show. Have you? Yeah. Somewhere along. I mean, it's been a while. I think I've had Jan Stinnerud on. That's different. More. Different kicker. That's but, different. But, yeah. I've, I've, you know, Lynn Elliott shows up every once in a while. Also, you don't have to feel bad about those old times anymore because you're living in. Yeah. I mean, there'll good. never be a better time to be a Chiefs fan nope. than now. It's not. Nope. I mean, this is just by a mile. It's the golden era of, of I still think in sports in this town anyway, if you think about the last decade. But certainly yeah. it's the golden era of Chiefs football. It is not even close. Six straight AFC title game appearances here on a Red Monday brought to you by the Xfinity 10G. Get reliable home network so everyone can work, stream, and game at the same time. There were ma- major, major legacy implications with the win yesterday. We got to talk about the quarterback that was nearly perfect yesterday. And no, it's not Josh Allen. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device, credit, service, ported, 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 